Good morning. Welcome, welcome to the voice of grace, the city of transformation, a place where we are helping people discover and fulfill their God-given destiny. We bless the Lord this morning for giving us this Thursday morning. We give him the praise and we give him the glory. You know, God is so wonderful. God is so gracious. God is so merciful. God is so loving. God is compassionate. This morning, I just woke up with praises in my heart because of who he is, not because of what he can give me, just the fact that he is who he is. I bless the Lord this morning. I give him praise this morning for you. I thank the Lord this morning for what he's doing in your life. Whether you know it or not, God is doing something marvelous, something great, something fantastic, something eternal in your life. I can feel it. I can sense it. And for that, I just give God the praise. You know, if God has dealt with us according to our iniquities, according to our weaknesses, according to our doubts, and according to our inconsistency, I mean, none of us will be alive this morning. But God has been so merciful, so consistent, so persistent that he always there for us when even we are not there for ourselves. He is always there for us. This morning, I bless the Lord for his goodness. This morning, I just want to wrap up 1 John chapter 2 with just these two verses which is 28 to 29 of second, I mean, first John chapter two. So let us read first John chapter two, verses 28 to 29. And I'm reading this morning from the New King James Version again, and the reach. And now little children abide in him that when he appears, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone who practices righteousness is born of him. This is where we want to close chapter two this morning like I've told you from the beginning John told us 
that we have an advocate. And that advocate is Jesus Christ. He is the one who has paid the price for our sin. So John says to us, Jesus is our advocate. If or when we sin, he is the one who advocate on our behalf. John also told us to keep his commandments, to love him, to love our neighbor, to love our brothers and sisters, and to abide in him. John also told us we are forgiven of our sins. God has forgiven us. John tells us that we have overcome the wicked one because the wicked one wants to kill us, wants to destroy us, wants to steal from us. But we have overcome. They may technically steal from us in this physical world but they cannot steal from us in the spiritual world because we have overcome. Jesus himself said, he said, whom should I be afraid of? The one who killed both the body and the soul or the one who can just only kill the body and for me, I chose to be afraid of the one or fear the one who will kill both the body and the soul. And that is Jesus Christ. So if the wicked one can only kill my body, but do not have the power to kill my soul, I've overcome the wicked one. John said, you have overcome the wicked one. He said, you are strong. And not only just strong, but you are stronger. You're stronger than the wicked one. You are stronger than the wicked one. You're smarter. You're powerful. More than the wicked one because the wicked one does not understand how powerful you are. Or if the wicked one knows how powerful you are, they're afraid of you. So John says, young man, you are stronger. We also learn that John said to us, do not love the world. Do not fall in love with the world. For the world is passing away. Do not fall in love with the world, the system, the materials, the entertainment. Because the moment you start to fall in love with those things, you will not have the time to love your Lord, your God. 
because you cannot serve two masters. John then warns us about the Antichrist. He said we are in the last days. And as we are in the last days, there will be increase of deception. And look around us today. There is so much deception, so much manipulation going on, so much deceiving going on. Even in the churches, even in the streets, even in the government, even in the family, to a point that it's kind of hard to find truth. It's kind of hard to find truth these days because there is so much deception. Some people smile with you and they cut you in the back. Some people come, they say they want to join you, but they have a different agenda. Some people come to support you because they want certain things from you. There's so much deception, so much manipulation going on today, even in friendships and even everywhere that you just got to pray and ask God, say, God, help me. Help me. John told us, in as much as there is deception, there's antichrist, abide in him. Stay in him. Stay in him. Don't leave, but stay in him. And so John ends this this chapter by saying to us children abide in him stay in him he didn't say abide in the world he did not say abide in the technology the music the pleasure of this world No, he said, abide, stay in him. Some of us, we stay in our anger. Some of us, we stay in our deception. Some of us stay in our lies. Some of us stay in our excuses. Some of us stay in our own justification. Some of us just stay in our own reasoning. Some of us stay in our own pride. Some of us, we just stay in our own sinful ways. But John says to us, stay, 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 stay in him. Why should I stay in him? He says, so that when he appears, we may have confidence. I remember as a child growing up, When my father came home, two things happened. If I did not do anything wrong, I was excited to meet him, to greet him, and I would run out the door to hug him. 
to just greet him. But when I did something wrong, I would hide because I didn't have the confidence to meet him, to greet him, knowing what I have done. You see, if we abide in him, if we stay in him, we will have the confidence to meet him when he comes. We will not be ashamed before him. We will not be terrified if we just stay in him. So John says to us, stay in him so that when he appears, you may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. And here's how John ends this. He said, if you know that he is righteous, if you know that he is in right standing, you know that everyone who practices right standing is born of him. Right standing is righteousness. Right standing with God. Right standing with your neighbor. Right standing with the community. Right standing with families within the church. Right standing. For the Bible says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Are you in right standing? Practice right standing. If someone offends you, go to them. Let them know how they offended you. And if you win them over and they repent, forgive them. But what if they don't repent? Still forgive them because it's right standing. Jesus is hanging on the cross. Those who placed him on the cross did not ask for forgiveness, but yet he forgave them. He practiced right standing. And the list goes on. When people offend you, when people do things to you, let it go. That's part of right standing. I mean, loving people, even the ones that it's hard to love that don't do not love you no matter what you try to do. Sometimes they abused you, sometimes they used you, sometimes they take advantage of you. They say those smart words to you, their attitude to you. You just gotta be able to navigate yourself through that to be in right standing because that's the same thing that happens to Jesus Christ the Pharisees, the Sadducees they try to catch him in anything they could catch him in they try to trap him they abused him, they insulted him they took advantage of him but with all of that Jesus was in right standing with God because he practiced righteousness. So practice righteousness. May God bless you. May God keep you.